talking like you belong. Takes more than that, doesn't it? What? To steal from the Empire? What do you need? A uniform, some dirty hands, and an Imperial talking? <laughs> They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? That someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. You got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? Cassian Ander. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions and or Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy, and the kind of guy who likes a galactic seaside resort. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes, I'm not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad. Happy and or Wednesday once again. It's 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 crept up on us, isn't it? Again, it has. You know, it it, has. it's just it. It's the way it is. It's the way Star Wars content drops nowadays, um, mate. I, you know, the, this this season is here. The autumnal weather is here. Yes. I've got a cheeky hot drink, and I cheeky hot got, drink. I thought got. I'd do a Matt Hudson. And get. Got, I've got. I've got mine. Yeah. What have you got? What have you got? You got. I a have cuppa. my tea in my Darth Vader. I find your lack of faith disturbing mug. For those listening nice. in audio, that's what it looks like. Oi, oi. Yes. Have you I have. A, I have a decaf. A decaf calf. Um, got a calf in a pink in a pink mug because Ooh. you know on Wednesday on Wednesdays we drink color. pink. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Very good, Matty boy. And it's decaf because it helps the poops. Helps the poops. Yes. You know, because sometimes get too much caffeine gives you too much poops, and I don't need that. You know, I'm no, not you do not need, I need that. to slow down the poops. <laughs> you need to slow down. Too much caffeine can give you headaches, and um, oh, uh, and there's a story behind that, and you guys will hear that at the end of the week on the episode. So let's all just stop drinking yes. caff. How about yeah. that, mate? But um. <laughs> Instead of drinking calf, we're here to talk about Andor as per the recap, my friend. And as per, we say this up top just so we don't get shouted at by anyone. If you haven't seen episode seven of Andor, this is going to be a full spoiler review. So we're going to be talking about everything that happens, giving our thoughts and opinions, maybe through theories, but we're going to be spoiling the heck out of it. So you haven't seen it, go check it out. So Lukey boy... Episode 7, which is titled Announcement, directed by oh. Benjamin Caron of Sherlock and the Crown fame, written by Stephen Schiff of Lolita and the very naff American assassin fame. Up top then, my friend, <laughs> after last week's kind of blockbuster episode for a mid-season finale, how did yeah. you find episode 7 announcement, mate? I thought it was bang average. Nah, I'm joking. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I believed it, him. I believed him. <laughs> I loved that. I saw. I saw his face. Just thinking, oh, flaming it. This guy. This guy is classless. No, I, I thought bag. it was. I thought it was superb. I thought it was superb. You know, do I have some criticisms with it? Yeah, I got some. But like, all in all, all in all, this was an absolute joy. An absolute joy. And there, there is a lot in this episode. 
a lot goes on. A lot goes on. It feels like a big bridge. You know, it's bridging like a few things. Well, what was that comment? You you sent me a comment from Tony Gilroy, didn't you, about how these next six episodes are going to play out, which I found very interesting in terms of structure. Yeah, so uh, effectively, I believe what it was is that this is this is kind of like a, a standalone episode, um, which were, which I was surprised about. Uh, so yeah. we had the first three episodes, that was one arc. We had the next three episodes, that is arc two. This is a standalone episode. Then we get our next arc. We get a three-episode arc next. Uh, that takes us to episode... Um, What's that? Ten? Eight, nine, and ten. That'll be, yep. Yeah, eight, nine, and ten. And then the finale is the last two episodes, which I thought was interesting. I don't think that's been communicated as as explicit. I just figured, hey, we're doing three, 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 three. Same. And that's that's that. But but I I like this. I like this. And I think because this episode was indeed kind of like this bridge episode and um, it had lots going on. In it, I, I, that's one of the reasons why I, I really have taken to this episode really well. It's it is a it's a quick episode in places for a slower show. The pace of this one is is quite high. It's very high. It's um, high. I I really liked it, Matty boy. What, nice. what, what what are your thoughts on this show? This episode, sorry. Well, what you saying that Gilroy's comments about this being a standalone? I'm not going to say it helped because I thought this episode was was excellent from a grounding point of view coming off of last week's episode now that uh, and i'm quite glad that they do have this they've broken up the structure because we said last week and i think we texted off air as well saying you know what are they going to do to kind of break up that predictability of two 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 quiet episodes bang the arc finale well they do this they they, they have a connecting episode like this then they give us an arc and then they have a two season two episode finale sorry which is fit um yeah no going in knowing that that this is just kind of the aftermath of the last episode and um building and just answering a few questions before we heading to what i assume might be a bit of a time jump i know i've said that on every episode but judging by what gilroy said about this is apparently going to be a year long i don't know where we are in terms of how long this, this show's been on for in universe but um yeah, no, I thought this is uh, very, very good, my friend. I did. <laughs> a week, maybe? I don't know. It doesn't yeah, seem like yeah. there's been it's, loads it like of time. Days, like, it? It, yeah, it feels it does, like a few I'm, days, but probably a week about, yeah. That's not a complaint, by the way. That's not a complaint. Like, mm. I, I, I just think, yeah, it's not like, it's not been a year, is it? Like, clearly, I don't think. No. Maybe maybe no, a few weeks, no. maybe a month. But no, no. Maybe, hey, listen, we got, uh, we got, yeah. oh, we got, we got, we got a big old, big old mention of Big Papa Palps, didn't we, mate? That was oh, daddy. Uh, that two. was cheeky. Yeah, they mentioned him twice. Two, yes, they mentioned him two, two or three times, two. actually. Yeah, yeah, because um, what's his name? Our boy. Yeah, our boy, Wolf Yularen, the guy with a white tash, our boy. But he's played by Malcolm Sinclair. He mentioned him. He's like, I spoke to Emperor Palpatine. I thought, all right, Billy Big Boot, stop showing off. And he mentioned yes. he, name, he name drops to Big Daddy twice. And then, um, and then Mothma mentions him in a direct comparison to him later on in the episode so uh for some gilroy said i wanted to mention that up top because gilroy said you know there's not going to be many easter eggs or things for the geeks to nerd out over this episode had quite a lot in it and i mean that in a good way mm. you had um you obviously had stormtroopers clone troopers viper droids mouse droids uh a name yep. drop of papa palps you had colonel yularan i'm probably Shore missing troopers 
Shore Troopers, Troopers dude. We yeah. saw our boy Evangel up there in Blackpool, wherever they yeah. filmed this at the promenade. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's probably loads more, yet? mate. Like, well, I, that I, was definitely like, Blackpool way, wasn't it? It's that way, isn't it? It's, it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's um, Cleveleys. Yeah, that's right, yes. Is that right? Cleveleys? That is I think it's Cleveleys. I think it is, yeah, because we had this problem last time. We couldn't remember if it's Cleveleys or Clevethorpes. Have a little Google. I'm going to Google live on air. Cleveleys. I wrote a lot of notes. I wrote a lot of notes this this, uh, this episode. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's definitely Cleveleys. You can tell just by looking at the one picture on Google. It's up in Lancashire. Well, yeah, four, four miles north of Blackpool, which for those around the world is uh, a seaside town. It's sometimes called the British Las Vegas, which is hilarious. Mm. It's where the Killers were formed, the music band, or where they became big, really. Really? So, really? Yeah, they, they, what, they've got an affinity way, for though? Blackpool. Well, they're, 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 they're formed in Las Vegas, but um, they have some weird love for Blackpool, which is, I don't know where it came from. But, oh, of course, um, they're Americans, aren't they? They are Americans. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're from Vegas, yeah, but... or wherever they're from, but... Uh, but oh, yeah, that was right. in Cleveleys up in Lancashire, Blackpool way. But, yeah, so there's a lot of Easter eggs and that to dive in, mate. But um, yeah, so how do you think then up top? We were talking about episode six and that was obviously the blockbuster. Incredible, mm. left us all breathless and desperate for mm. more. How do you think this picked up then after that in terms of, you know, what your expectations? How do you think this propelled the story or pushed the story forward? I think it pushed um, the story in a lot of ways. Uh, you're seeing a lot of characters that aren't Andor. You know, it, it took it took a good few minutes to to, to actually see Andor in this episode. Took a while, like, yeah. You know, you, you're seeing a lot of Cyril. You're seeing a lot of the ISB. You're seeing Luthen and Mon Mothma, and then you, later on, you start to see Andor. I liked that. So you're you're or you're seeing all of these like like stories all of these threads are being progressed right in in different ways some some for the greater good and also some for the greater good depending on your point of view and i think this episode really masterfully handles that did you say up top um someone who's worked on the crown directed this Yes, Benjamin Caron. He directed some of Sherlock. He's directed episodes of The Crown. He's a he's a British director, and this show had a very British feel. This episode, it felt yeah. like a it felt like a, one of those like, kind of like higher quality BBC dramas. The way it was, uh, the way I it was agree, directed, yeah. the way it's presented. Yeah, I I totally agree. I totally agree. And they're, they're two of my favourite shows of all time. By the way, Sherlock and The you love Crown. It, don't you? Mm. I love those shows. Uh, fantastic shows. Uh, if you've not seen them, I strongly, strongly recommend watching them, especially now. Um, I, 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 I swear I can, I can kind of tell that like this has the influence of someone who has worked on The Crown and Sherlock. This yep. episode in particular, it handles a lot of complex threads very, very well. Very. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I'm going to say it now. Let's set up top, mate. Let's let's get let's get cool. involved because this cool, is sad. This is how the episode goes. I've got my hot drink here. It, the whole thing was yeah, cool. very well executed. There we go. Mm. Oh, just like did old you, times, mate. You? Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. He's Early open, in the morning, he's cracking one open. He's opening a uh, lager at ten o'clock in the yeah. morning. <laughs> I can confirm it's, it's a sparkling water. Yeah, sparkling just in, just water. in case. <laughs> yeah, mate. This has got this was um very well done, mate. And if 
I, uh, you know what we always say, sometimes these recaps can sound a bit like repetition, but I'm going to say it anyway. Haven't seen what the world thought, don't know what the fans think, don't know what other creators think. But if you strip away the layers of this, um, and also I don't care, the only person I care about is Luke Bly first, and then I'll go and check everybody yeah. else out. Um, yeah. If you strip behind the layers of what's going on here, you've got the galaxies hearing about Aldani, so the, you know the people are rising up, People are, the seeds of hope are being sown now. The Empire is reacting. Mm-hmm. We're seeing them strike back, but in a, in a bureaucratic, administrative way at the minute. Um, Cyril, we're still Cyril. They're building him up slowly. All he wants to do is the right thing. Even in his interview, he's like, listen, there are laws. I wanted to follow them. So we're, we're building up Cyril very slowly. Um, we've obviously Mon Mothma, like this, the, the political espionage that Mothma is trying to um, uh, get execute. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Oh. And um, with Luthan as well, their their kind of mm. odd relationship. The, the and then you've got the actual politics of the shows coming from the ISB, the Imperial Security Bureau. So they're, they're setting up so much, and they're giving us so much. And because there aren't huge action beats or blasters going off or anything like that, I do think a lot of that will go over people's heads. I don't mean to sound like that pretentious guy, but I do. I think people may see it and think nothing's happening, but in fact. Everything's happening. It's there. I Reckon. do think that. I do, I do think that because it, it is a, it is a slow show. We know that, and seven episodes in, it's still delivering what it needs to in its own way. And I love it. It's given us everything we want. It's given us everything, mate. It's just not being loud about it. And you know, I'm I, and I'm I'm digging it, mate. Just those kind of four or five bullet points. There's probably more things that I've missed out on that are kind of un, subtext and hidden between the layers, mate. But the way that they're, yeah. they're, that they're presenting this is, is ace. I don't know if Benjamin Caron is just doing this episode or if he's doing more. Uh, it seems to be so far that the first three episodes and the first three and the second three were done by the same, well, but done by the same people each. Uh, so I don't know how Benjamin Caron, if he's going to get two and uh, one, sorry, and then someone's going to get the next arc and, or if he's doing this no. one in the season finales, I don't know, but, um, there's probably I a very obvious was, answer uh... on Wikipedia. Yeah, I thought it was already shared who's doing what I think episode. It, it, it no, is. I, I just can't remember. Wrong. I've got a funny feeling that Gilroy might be doing um, yeah. something to do with the final the two finale. as well. I don't know. But yes. yeah, I've got, I got a funny feeling. But I mean, I think there's so much going on, mate. And I, I think it will be missed by a few people, which is a shame because this show is constantly getting better each week, I think. Well, um, fun fact, whenever I write Cyril, it auto-corrects to syrup. On my notes, <laughs> so it could be cereal. Khan, the way they spell it, K A R N, or that's why I'm spelling it anyway. Yes, not Khan is in like K A K H A N. Khan is yeah. Um, it, that auto cracks to Karen, so syrup Karen, syrup Karen. Uh, I'm just going to call him that. Yeah, because that's my notes are just filled with syrup, syrup Karen, Karen, syrup Karen. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's his his old girl, his mum's like you're desperate for approval. You've altered your collar. Yeah. Oh, you're such a nerd. Such a nerd. Yeah. And uh, her name's Edie. Oh, Matt, Go I, easy, Edie. I know. It's like, calm down, love. Like, yes. No wonder he is the way he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, no wonder. Yeah. Um, and again, you're seeing this. I, 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 I think, I think you're beginning to see like a villain unfold and you're seeing maybe why he's a villain you're seeing why he is the way he is why he's so particular why he is 
and and I think in the last few episodes, he he just wants order from his from his perspective. He wants justice. He wants order. He's seen these guys murdered, his colleagues murdered, and he's like, "But there's no justice. Nothing's happened. We tried to fix it yeah, ourselves. The guy's got nothing. Away with it. The guy has completely got away with it, and it's and it, and this chain of events has has unfolded." into this huge galactic news, huge galactic news. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine something that you're involved in, you know, and you think you could have stopped, ends up becoming global news. You know, it would be really hard to comprehend. And that's Cyril at the moment, or Syrup. Oh, Syrup, Ed. So, oh, Syrup, Karen. Ma- and, we also and, the, and the Empire are restructuring their way of working because of it. Mm. Yeah, I, that now that was interesting. The Empire's like, no, nah, we're not messing around now. We, we, we're gonna we're gonna start Dude. taking away some freedoms. You you guys you guys think you had freedom? That's it. You 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 know that's it. Nah, you're not having any more freedom. Yep. We are coming down hard on any troublemakers, any dodgy systems. And we see that later on in the episode, don't we? Where where they're like, oh yeah, um, six months. This used to be six months. Yeah, six years now. Jail. You're in. Yeah. Done. Done, mate. Unreal. Unreal. I am fantastic. Dude, we saw a TV set. We saw a TV set. <laughs> Wasn't that rather? That, yep. That, that reminded me of the holiday special a little bit. <laughs> that, oh, there's a TV in the there, best possible there, way, of course. Cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that weird uncle. Way. Um, yeah. And what the, the newsreader was wearing some of the funkiest get up I've seen in Star Wars in the longest time. That dude came dressed to impress. He knew the eyes of the galaxy were on him that day. And he's like, right, got to whip out the glad rags for this one. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, this, this is everything I want because I, I'm sure for, uh, fans of the Legends era will, will know as well. Uh, outside of the film since you know, 1990, whatever, all the and the holiday special, all this kind of stuff's been in like books and comics and all that kind of games where, you know, people just sit down in their homes and watch the hollow net or watch tv or something and that and now we're just seeing it for real so it's always been there and now we're getting to see it so of course when you first do see it it is a bit like they're literally just watching television like we do but there is that there is that spaciness that galactic side to it um and i again i still really like ed and cyril's little um home there on coruscant and we get to see a bit more of of groom and gloomy coruscant as again, this, the episode opens with him looking out of his window, and I want to imagine he hasn't stopped looking out of his window. He's just been there for like the last week staring out the window. But um, and Coruscant's <laughs> looking very, very much like kind of in this inner, inner London or the uh, but out from the outside. But I could, I can buy it. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. Though I think we are seeing, you know, Cyril is being pushed and prodded by everyone. He wants to do good, and that's what we can see. You and I can see that. Whether whether he's on what we'd conceive to be the good side or not. His job is to was to keep law and order. Somebody somebody killed two people in his area. He wants to bring them to justice. You look at it from a kind of basic point of view. That's not a bad thing. The only thing that makes it bad is we know it's Cassian and he goes on to become a hero, blah, blah. So he again, he's the hero of his story and he's not doing anything wrong. And everyone's kind of no. pushing and no. prodding him. And even the guy who interviews him at, at, at that job where he ends up going, uh, he gets the job doing fuel scrutiny or something like that i've got it written down um somewhere but he uh even that guy's like yeah we're gonna have to um scrub up your cv just to make you know your uncle like that if we kind of bury what you did on Molana one trying to help people so everyone's trying to suppress what he's doing and you can tell something like you say something's going on behind his eyes where 
he's not where he needs to be and he's been punished almost for trying to do the right thing do we um see uncle harlow in this episode you mentioned like uh, no uncle we don't know you've mentioned we don't see him but we're, we're, we're still on theories about that right because I've, I've seen a lot of people saying oh they think it's Luthan." do you think that's a possibility oh that mate. would be crazy right? imagine well people right. think Luthan was vel's governor as well so Luthan is doing the rounds at the you minute in terms week. of who yeah. is parentage. It, if, I mean, it would make sense for him to be Vel's governor because of the whole rebellion angle, and she, I'll keep it in the family and all that. But if you want, if you want to throw in a twist, yeah, have, having Cyril be uh, his kid. I mean, obviously, nobody needs to be anybody's kid. We get that in terms of making the galaxy smaller, but hypothetically speaking, that would be a much more interesting angle. Having this. Because Luthen comes across as a bit of a fanatic in this episode, but mm-hmm. he's all, there, he also mm-hmm. has moments where he's not. A, you can tell he's not a beast. Where when Mon Mothma goes away in a limo, he kind of looks down, and you can see there's some regret, or the way he's kind of having to speak to her. He's like, "I don't enjoy having to do this, but it is for the greater good, the greater good." Um, greater so to good. have his son be somebody who is no the greater good, so have his son <laughs> be someone who is exactly the same as him, just wants to do the right thing, or what he thinks on the other side, mate. I think that would be a fabulous way to take the story. And they both dress well. He's tailored his collar for the interview. Mm. Luthen is a mm. man who uh, enjoys the finer threads of life. I think it would be interesting. Of course, mm. I, I mean, if you asked me to put um, uh, to shake hands on it, I'd say no, I don't think either of them are, Vel or Cyril. But to, throw, to put the question down, I'd, it would make it much more interesting if, if Cyril was. It's a bit like um, having a gun on a on a on a set in a play, you know. Like if you have a gun hanging up on the wall, the like ninety nine percent of the time it's going to be used at some point during the play, you know. And I think yep. just saying like Uncle Harlow, Uncle Harlow, Uncle, we've we've heard this name like so many times now throughout this season. Yeah, who is this guy? Who is Uncle Harlow? Like, why? And and that's not an accident. I don't feel. I don't feel like that's an accident. They wouldn't just be like, yeah, let's name drop this name like over and over again throughout yeah. the season. And they're I, name I dropping him more like than a- they did with the Imperial officer on Aldani. Remember, they're saying we've got an Imperial officer coming from Coruscant, and everyone was like, "Who's that? Is it Krennic?" They mentioned him once, you know, and it was just some bloke here, like you say. Yeah, they're mentioning Harlow quite a lot. Harlow, Harlow Town Centre, mate. That's it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. As soon as I said, I was like, oh, Harlow. Newton, you didn't live a million miles away from uh, Harlow. Oh, well, no, you're still closer to me, but like, yeah, that's still. Harlow represent me. I went there a few times. Yeah, good old Harlow. Good old Harlow. Yeah, the, the whole scene in Luthan's shop, the whole scene in Luthan's shop was very, very spicy, really dramatic. And I think that's where, yeah. again, you're seeing a lot of the, 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 the thriller spy elements and the political elements of the genre just like shine through Definitely. um Pe- mon mothma she's like people will suffer and luthan's reply yeah that's the plan that is the plan He's so cold isn't and he it's cold but i think the point the point he's trying to make is that like they're already suffering they're already mm-hmm. suffering, but we, we need to wake these people up because what's happening yep. right now is the Empire just slowly taking more and more power. We need to accelerate that so that people notice. When it's slow, people won't notice. Do, do you know what I mean? That's the... And, and, yeah, and injustice that's, spurs justice. Yes, correct, correct. And, and, and I see think that. that's, where, that's where he's coming from. 
that's where he's coming from. And oh, mate. Uh, just the whole conversation, the fact that they're like keeping up appearances, you know, you've got Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma's like driver out, yeah. out on the bow, like the, 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 the shuttle car park bit, the parking space bit. <laughs> and <laughs> one, I love, space. I love that vehicle, by the way, the vehicle Coruscant again, it feels, it feels like its own character and I'm here for yeah. it. I love it. I adore it. But that whole shop exchange was outstanding. Mm-hmm. The acting, the quality of acting in this in this series is superb. Absolutely superb. And the quality of sets as well, because not me to bang on about it, but it's all there. It's all tangible. It's all real. It feels right there when it's on it within camera. Yeah. Um yeah the, the subtitle was called Mon Mothma's car, a limo Sorry, a speeder. It's called a limo. So Mothma's just really? bowling around Coruscant in a limo, which is quite cool. Um, no, I really like that scene when um, she comes in and she's like to Luthan, you know, did you have something to do with the Aldani um, insurgents? He's like, no. Then it turns out very quickly, he's like, yeah, I did. And she's shocked. You know, she's like, I thought we were building a network. And he's like, listen, we either grow the network or the whole thing dies. We need the Empire to overact, overreact. We need to force their hand, like you say. Mothma's like people are going to suffer and he's like that's that's the breaks unfortunately and and I, she's not happy and she's like look uh, you know i don't want any of any of these things you're selling that's their kind of code but i'll be back at some point and he's like i'm sure you will and, and she gets in the she gets into a limo and there's yeah there's that shot i mentioned of luthan where he's got that kind of tough exterior but he kind of puts his head down where he knows the game has started now and he's having the way the way he's having to treat people and act and this kind of role he's given himself. And there's almost almost like an element of self-doubt there as well, because we know that he knows that Cassian's out there. Someone's got a link back to him. At any point, this whole house of cards could tumble at any moment. So the pressure's getting to him. And in the back, you've got um, Claire, who is his assistant, played by Elizabeth Dulau. Uh, Claire, she's listening in as well. She's keeping tabs on what's going on. And she's the one who later goes to meet Vel, in the uh in the kind of suburbs of Coruscant and they they do up Claire like her night sister there's she's doing a catwalk routine down through the streets of Coruscant and she looks very much like a night sister and I remember in the trailers people were thinking well that's obviously Cassian's sister that's who she is and it's not now we know definitely it's Claire she's the one who hired pretty much everyone for for the gang uh, on Aldani and She's got, she's very blunt about, it. you know, feels like she, 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 she kind of says what happens and, and Clayers says, you know, like Nemec, Skeen, Taramin, you know, I recruited them. They're gone. They'll be remembered anyway, move on. And even Vel's a bit like, huh? Now we, you know, these yeah. are my, these are our squad. And yeah. And she's even like, Sinter's doing what she was told. Don't try and contact her. Keep your nose out. You though, Vel. Because again, Vel is now, that's what got me interested as well, because Claire, her public appearance is very different. Like I said, she almost looks like a night sister. Vel, she looks very different now as well. Was, does she ha- does she have a kind of like Lutheran blend into high society alter ego as well? Because she looks very different than when she did on the front line. But she's sent to kill Cassian. They need to find him. They need to kill him. A bit like Mad. Rogue One with Edu. Mad. And she's like, this is what revolution looks like. We cannot have this loose cannon and loose thread running around, mate. So... There, we're talking about layers. I'd forgotten about that. We know Cassian didn't escape. He went his own way. Luthan apparently isn't going to allow that. So there's another layer to add to the uh, add to the flan. To add to the flan, the flanage, the flanage. We like love flan. the flanage, mate. 
prefer flan. Prefer flan. Yeah, I prefer um, flan. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, um, mate, just think stormtroopers again in that corridor oh. and they're walking around what's obviously little parts of London, like brutalist complexes in London. And they've <laughs> really got like is. Coruscant in the background, but it, they, they, I'm thoroughly just enjoying that. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying just like the architecture of this show whatever the planet they're on whatever landscape they're on i think it's been very well planned and thought out artistically it's, it's just it is gorgeous and it feels star wars yet a little bit gritty and i think that's what lends itself to what you're saying like the bbc or itv higher budget drama series yeah um and that that definitely definitely comes across you know you said earlier about um about oh luthan's plan so look we need to escalate this stuff like the network's already in place well we need we need to now start showing people that we're here we're ready there is a network that that we can fight back and I, i actually think he's right because that's exactly what happens later on in the episode with um andor's adopted mother yeah marva Marva, yeah, Marva, yep. Marva. That's a like so close to mother, isn't it? That it's like, is oh it, yeah, where did they get that from? Ni yeah, Marva. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's 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 really, really, I think, um, appropriate that later on in the episode you you hear what happens to Clem. Uh, so again, it's like uh, Andor's Cassian's like stepdad. We yep. see. The stormtroop, um, the clone troopers. <gasps> oh, we see clone we troopers, go. bro. We're seeing those phase two bad boys just in time they look for the so uh, so good. They they look what? Sorry, they, they look, look. Yeah, here we go, guys. They look oh. so good. Yes. Cassie and Dandel. Yes. Oh, we love it. Um, just seeing those bad boys. But Clem gets hung. Clem Clem's there, and he's just trying to like yep. protect people. He's like, guys, don't like be throwing rocks and stuff at these. Like, like they're not going to mess around. They stop, turn around, and that's it. You're like, oh, and he looks at Cassie, and he's like, <sighs> you you see the eye contact from Clem and Andor, and you're yep. like, oh mate, oh mate, that's just so he did nothing so wrong. rubbish. So, he did nothing wrong. Bad time, and guy gets hung, and then Marva is like where where he where he was hanged or hung. I don't yeah. know. We've had this conversation hanged. before. Um, yeah. She she avoided that route in town mm-hmm. every single day. There was this square. She was like, no, I'm not going there. I'm not Rick's going there. Road. Don't want to do it. Rick's Road on Ferrix. <laughs> That's, That's it. Or your Ferrixes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and. But now, for the first time since the attack on Aldani, she, she'll happily walk through the square because for her, it's worth it. For her, Clem's death is now now has a bit more meaning, whereas before it was meaningless because there wasn't hope; it was lost. And so, this network that Luthen has and Mon Mothma has, has has funded and they've all worked on, there's suddenly a bit more purpose to it. And that is scary and it's meant to be scary, but that's how, you yeah. know, it's like, that's how, you know, it's, it, 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 it's functioning. That's how, you know, it's doing what it's meant to do. So no turning back. Um, no, there's no turning back. That's it, mate. That is it. That is it. It's, it's, it's too late. It's too late. Too old. It's uh, too late to apologize. That scene with Martha though is, I love, love, love that scene at the end because obviously he goes back to her earlier on in the episode and B2's, B2 emo, our boy, 
our little thick boy is, you know, he's excited to see him and it's great. And she's like, look, you shouldn't be here. And he goes there basically to say, I've got the credits. Let's leave tonight. And she said, let's sleep on it. You go and see our girl Bix Colleen. And he goes off to see Bix. We'll mention Bix in a minute, but, um, so he goes back to kind of, and we did think earlier on in the season, like, at what point are we going to see Marva again, Ferrix and Bix? But here's here's how. Uh, but in that scene later on, yeah, Marva is basically saying to Cassian, like the the heroes of Aldani inspired me, and of course she doesn't know that he's one of them. Cassian was one of them, and you could see yeah. that in his face. There's almost like a kind of there's a begrudging pride, but also fear in his face where he, he can't tell her but he wants to, but at the same time, something he's done has, you know, given something back to the woman who gave him everything. It's, I really, really, really loved that. And again, we know where Cassian goes. We know where he ends up. He becomes the hero. And she's like, look, I can't go. Now I've got the hope is here. Now, like you said, I can go down Rick's road. Now I can spit in the face of the empire from here now. And I, you know, I'm too old. I don't care anymore. You know, my time, but is here. And, he said, look, I can't go because I'll be worried about you all the time. And she said, that's just love. There's nothing you can do about that. And I've never loved anything more than you, Cassian. And I was like, oh, oh, this is, this is too much for me to handle on a, on a, on a morning. But, um, oh, no. yeah. and, and then she tells him, and then she says, look, don't worry about your sister. There were no survivors on Canari. Stop searching. And is that, is that just a literal ending now? Is that her being honest saying, look, your sister's gone. You've got to you've got to drop this now, or is it her assuming that she's gone? So again, there's another layer. We kind of forgot about the fact that the very first thing we see in episode one is him going into the brothel to look for his sister, and that's kind of being glossed over. But now we're back again, and uh, at the end of this scene, I did have a little giggle. She, uh, Marva, grabs her cane, and then she also grabs this massive blaster and sort of hobbles off. I was like, yeah, she's she's tooled up and ready to fight. But yeah, that scene is. I thought that was a really well done scene. Like you said, just pe- the acting is superb. Two people acting yes. and talking about revolution, inspiration, heroism. Excellently done. The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. I feel like this team, you know, behind and or Tony Gilroy, all the directors to rise, they get they get 
like the most out of the actors. They get the most out of the creatives, the whole, the whole people making this show. I, 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 I believe that's like noticeable. That is noticeable. Yeah. You can tell that a lot of hard work is going into this show and, uh, character story first, see. Star Wars yeah. is in second. Yeah, it's it's it really is it really is lovely to see. And I'm not I'm not putting anything down, like anything no. else down in 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 the series. Like you guys know how much I adore other series and other Star Wars projects of this Disney era of of, of everything Star Wars. But this is particularly noticeable, I'd say, particularly noticeable. And that's why I think in 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 places this feels like the premium Star Wars show. You right? It, mm-hmm. it just has that kind of premium feel yep. to it. Um, very cool. You mentioned B two emo, our boy, oh, our boy yeah, emo, our boy. and uh, and he's back. And we get a lot more droids and aliens in this episode. And that is something that I have said. That was a complaint, particularly uh, on episode five. I was like, man, we've it, it's it's felt like an age since we've seen any sort of droids or aliens. Yeah. Um, and 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 out of that old arc, you know, ah. I think we could have seen a few more aliens, even thinking about it since maybe the old Arnie natives could have been a mix of humans and aliens or just aliens yep. or something. That would have been, that would have been really cool. But you know, we, 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 we didn't get that, but it's been really nice to be chucked back into Coruscant to see the holiday special TV, to see aliens in the <laughs> background at Mon's dinner party which we got we got the dinner party i, I don't know it if it meeting, was meeting was they call it yeah it, it, it was a big it was a big old thing it was a big old get together and a big Not old like a meeting i've old, been to before but yeah no mate it was a flipping dinner party wasn't it, it was a cocktail party effectively that's and, it yeah uh, cocktail and nibbles yeah exactly exactly and i i thought that whole scene was just delicious mm delicious and that's when mon's being very honest very transparent about like who she is what she's doing and yet she doesn't explicitly say to this yeah. dude who was that guy he was like a banking guy his right? name he was part of that banking his name clan. was tay colmer he was a senator from tran chan driller which is mothma's homeworld and um yeah so she's back in an old an old school mate essentially and she's like proposing to him look we're gonna make like a trust we're going to make a trust that's going to be like a nuisance for the empire, for the Imperials, but it will be like so obviously a nuisance that they will never, they will never suspect that it's, um, that it's like more than that. And that's where we got a brilliant, brilliant line of dialogue in that show. What was it? Um, here we go. Yeah. It says it's a lie. The Mon Mothma people think they know it's a lie. It's a projection. It's a front. I've learned from Palpatine. I show you the stone in my hand. You miss the knife at your throat. That, I mean, come on. That's a, come on. that's a cheeky line, isn't it? That is some it beautiful is dialogue. Isn't she? Isn't it? Yeah. It is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, and, and Mothma's throwing down some looks in this episode. <laughs> Mothma's a snack. Um, she looks great. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly is crushing it. She's now taken this role with both hands with such glee and relish. And she's very, very goodness. She's excellent. She's got a real presence. And yeah, she looks great as well. And um, in this scene, it's, it, there's, there's a sort of power she emanates in this scene, the way she kind of takes this Tay Colmer geezer. And he's a bit like, oh, look, you know, my I don't like the Empire. My, my political leanings might be a bit too strong for you, love. And she's like, well, okay, walk with me. Walk with me, son. 
And then she basically <laughs> spells out in code, I need lots of money through this charity outreach program. You're going to head it up. It's going to funnel all my family money and we are, we're going to hit back where it hurts and nobody's going to notice. How about that for strong political leanings? And she also yeah. says, very interestingly, here comes Perrin, her husband. He can't be trusted. Don't tell him. That was very interesting that whilst this whole marriage does seem like a bit of a front, it does seem like a bit of a, a um, and other people have said that, it seems like a kind of a marriage of, I can't think of the word now, convenience. Convenience. Yes, yeah. it. And, and it does. The fact that she's like, yeah, do not tell that guy he can't be trusted. And Lady Hosen shows up again and she doesn't want anything yeah. to, to do with this party. She goes off again. She just Perrin's wants to go, mate. She, wants to go. she just wants she to go just play wants Switch or something. She wants to go play Fortnite, mate. She wants to go play Fortnite and and just to hang out Mando. yeah, yeah. I, I mean good taste very good taste of course she, um, she, it. she also drops the word separatist a few times as well mon mothma she like she's like she's i'm trying to protect like separatist do-gooders and stuff like that so we hear separatists and things like that getting dropped yeah she she comparatively name drops palpatine that like, i'm learning from this guy like he, he's so arrogant he, he doesn't believe that people can you know play him at his own game which we know they can because he cooks himself with his own force lightning enough, but this is the kind of espionage thriller like, like her and Luthan in his shop. Um, and I mentioned the parking space. The shop is so exclusive. It only lets one person in at a time. Of course it does. No price tags on that stuff, but this is the espionage <laughs> stuff that Gilroy and, and the team had promised and we're getting it. We're getting it. And it, it doesn't feel hokey. It doesn't feel contrived. It feels like because they're grounding it in so much, authenticity and they're taking themselves so yeah. seriously that you believe this it helps that we know the payoff it helps that we know where this all ends up but that doesn't ruin this it doesn't as i mean it doesn't feel kind of like oh look at them setting up what we already know this is all pointless there's a tension about it isn't there mate there's like a real kind of suffocating tension even though we know at the end of the day it, you know this this all works out for the pest yeah precisely precisely um Dude, I I I love everything about this episode. It feel it feels like yeah. a common it's like a combination of it, like a few things, a few things. And because of the rhyme, because of the quality, you're you're just getting so much out of this episode. And because of maybe I don't know, being like uh, maybe this is the wrong expression, but being like patient with the show, just enjoying the show for what it is, being along for the ride. An episode like this just puts so much to 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 rest whilst yep. pushing and giving you more questions. And, and like when the episode ended, I was like, oh man, I, I what what happens next? What happens next? And I think there's been one or two episodes in Andor that hasn't quite had that. Hasn't quite had that. Wow. What happened? What, what, what's happening next? It's, n uh, but, but this episode has that in, in, in piles, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the piles yeah. are so big. In, you can't yeah. sit down. You can't sit down. You got, you got, <laughs> you got to have pile. one of those pot, 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 a poppy, pot, potty things. cushion. <laughs> Yeah, donut cushion. I've got a donut cushion. It's a, it's a cushion, which is an actual like, donut with sprinkles on. Olivia got it for me many, many moons ago. Oh. Um, it's my favourite cushion, actually. It's, a, it's very comfortable. It's, uh, well, yeah, you can always use one of those but... aeroplane neck pillow things that aren't really effective. <laughs> got one of them over there as well. 
Have you really? I've got one of those. It's got it's got the alien from Toy Story on. Spoiler, Ooh. it's not mine, but hey, those films are good. So yeah, I've got every yeah. pillow known to man. You want it? I've got it. It's all it's all in this boudoir here. I sound a bit He's like Luther. It, come on in. I've come around the back. I've got the pillow you're looking for. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, mate, there's so that's much it, filth man. going on here. There's so much dirt. Um, uh, I think one of the big things to mention is the the ISB. But I wanted to mention something else before that because. Uh, because about that, the political and the ISB, but you mentioned, um, the aliens on that planet, which I think is called, it's called Niamos, N-I-A-M-O-S. So I don't know about is this Niamos, the new, Niamos. Is this the, this um, Black Cleveland. This is, right. Yeah, okay, this is, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Love I love that it. You've planet. got, loved it. You've got the ocean there and you've got these sort of Star Wars, uh, birds, avian species flying over and you've got this funked up synth music going on. I was like, this is great. But what I've got, I've got to say, I've got to say it now, mate. It's basically a little bit like space, like galactic Xanti, galactic Magaluf. Cassian's called himself Keith. Like, isn't that the most like, British, like Norbert Keith in like, galactic Magaluf? <laughs> like, this is, like, come I on, this it. is so British. I, I also know about Keith. You've got any chips with that, mate? <laughs> it's, it's like brilliant. But, um, but he goes, but he's, um, he's gone there to spend his cash. He, he said he wanted to go somewhere warm where they could, you know, not be noticed. And he's gone there to spend his cash. But I mentioned up earlier on, like, we've, we've mentioned that this show is a bit more mature. It's not, it's not adult by any means, no way, shape or form, but it's more mature. In the first episode, the first place we go is a brothel. We've got that kind of like Amsterdam red light district vibe to the women in the window, shall we say. And here, Cassian is, uh, Cassian has an overnight acquaintance, which he's, you know, sorting credits out for. And it's, it's just showing that kind of seedier way of life that Cassian's basically taken the money and he wants to live his, his version of a good life, you know, sun, sea, ladies, um, what do they call it? Pizos. I think the drink was called or something like that. Pizos and yeah. Revnog. And that's how he gets yeah. caught. Cause he's gone. He's off to get the old Revnog. But, um, we kind of see that how he decides to run away from all this and that's how he decides to do it. And, um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention Keith on the Amos, but that's where we see shore troopers, see the Viper droids floating in the air, lots of aliens. And then they give this really boss, like hero, uh, reveal of our, of our droid. Not, maybe not, it might not be the droid, but it's a KX unit walking up the stairs in slow motion. And of course it's there to be like, it's the old Leo DiCaprio meme pointing at the telly. Yeah. But yeah. How yeah. cool was that? And again, I don't know if that's the one or not, but. KX units they're introducing him he chokes Cassian because he's told to hang on and watch him um all because Cassian was running to the store he's a tourist he just wants to go and get his pizos but the yeah. short troopers like no you're part of it he's like part of what part of it and you're going to stay here and you're going to be tried and arrested for six years for anti-imperial speech and loitering well it turns hey, out but, um, it's Ill- yeah. illegally illegally free running that seems to be the crime. Just guys yeah. running across. He's <laughs> running, running yeah, exactly. And, and, and somebody before him got four months in prison for his dog having a poo on the street. For They said his mastiff was fouling. Mastiff was fouling. Four months for that. I mean, yeah, it's dirty, but four months. Man, they're really, they're really um, under the impression, uh, oppression now. But yeah, it's the, it's the KX unit. So the K2 droid, mate. We've yes. got our very first um, introduction and sighting of that droid and whether it's the last one, I don't think it will be because he's in prison now. He's been, he, he's going to take them to prison. Um, like K2 was in rogue one. So is that him? Is that him? Or is it just a little winked as to say, I, you, we know what's coming next. 
I think because we saw a few of them, I think it's just like a little wink. And he had like a red, he had like a red band on him on uh, near his shoulder. <laughs> yep. there's, a, there's a little red detail, and I don't think K2SO has that. I don't believe. Uh, it, no, he right? doesn't. So, so yeah, no. I don't think that's the exact one. And his voice was different. I don't know. But then B2 Emo is going to be merged into into a K2 unit. <laughs> yeah, that's my theory. I believe and, that. And actually, week I've on week, I believe it. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that actually. So it's not just me who's thought that. Yeah. That's that, which is which is grand. Mate, in the space of like five minutes, we're seeing Blackpool or Cleveland's with ba- northwest of England. Basically, you're seeing a beach. You see, you sit. You're seeing shore troopers running. You, you've got Cassian renaming himself self Keith. You've got um, Cassian in his in his abode with an absolute babe. You've got the you've got the nineties like, inspired deep house music going on in the background. It's great. You're isn't like, it? what what's going on here? You know, is this is this Star Wars? Is this really Star Wars? But it is. It's so Star Warsy, but just in from a new perspective, from a new point of view, and I think it's so. It, it's so interesting and so so well done. The whole thing is so well done. Keith, Keith, they went oh, with Keith. Keith. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, oh, Benjamin Carron. Oh, by the way, mate, uh, Benjamin Carron. Yeah. He's directing this episode. He is also directing parts eleven and twelve. So he's doing a two-part finale. And Toby Haynes is coming back to do eight, nine, and ten. So he is Benjamin Carron, who did this one. He is getting three oh. episodes but they're kind of separated from each other, which is very interesting. I see. So he's doing the finale part one and two effectively. Yeah. So he's doing uh, episode seven, which is this one and then 11 and 12. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. That is, oh mate, I'm, I'm so excited to see where this goes. And Cassian's in prison. It's, now I've it it feels like I've said this every week. Let's go let's go look at the trailers again. Let's look at the the, the marketing yep. material. I'm pretty sure we've now now seen everything. All the trailers, so. we saw, all the teasers. We've seen it all I think now. So. Right? We we saw the Star Destroyer over Ferrix that Cinta was looking at. She's not in the episode very much, but we see her looking at the speed at uh, the Star Destroyer. We see her get on that rickety old speeder and head on down to the lowlands, but um because she's still got a job to do they even said she's doing what she needs to do don't worry about her so we'll see cinder again i'm trying to think i unless there was like a quick shot here or there i think we've seen all the major beats now which is very exciting isn't it mate that's that's very exciting it's super exciting i, I always love that feeling like I, I i'd always say that with like mando or Obi-Wan. i was like yeah that's it now we've seen everything everything from this point on is like brand new fresh material fresh material um dude i can't wait i can't wait you know one last point that i i liked because we we wanted to talk about the isb a little bit more because the isb again is like a character you know in itself that place is so fascinating all of the people in it are fascinating you've got the blonde lass who i always forget her name dedra thank you so much mate dedra denise got oh daddy daddy is deadhead like uh, she, she's been a little deadhead she's a little tryhard and she has one up doc brown isn't she she's like right <laughs> mate so cool you know i've done ya, i've done ya, and she's like look you'll take over this role now hang on there is a scene we've not well, there is a scene in the trailer that we've not seen yet i've just remembered Go on. it's the riot 
police people on Ferrex with all the shields. They got right. Yeah, because that wasn't in episode three, was it? They didn't have right shields, and they were just running no, no, through no. the streets. Okay, so I'm we're going to sure. see a an uprising on Ferrex at some point, then, mate. Now that is now on the Dedra's command. Right, that's what I was thinking because now that's under her command. That's under her like watchful eye, and yeah. she's gonna like go down and be like, right, I'm gonna try hard now. I'm gonna get all this sorted. Um, yeah. And that's where you've got old boss man, the ISB boss man, not not quite Wolf, but like the the, the other bloke. Um, He's Partagaz. like Partagaz. These names. They're so Star Warsy, but so hard to remember. And that's the only issue is you've got so many characters in the show. It's a big show. The scope is very large. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy to forget who's who, really. Well, well, with names anyway. But I'm bad with names. I'm terrible with names anyway. So <laughs> I just kind of thank God for me writing me. them down. <laughs> yeah, basically, I just call everyone mate. Yeah, I'm talking about real life now. I'm not talking about Star Wars. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> even in Star Wars, I'll be like, oh, mate. Yeah, you know, old mate. Yeah. So you've got you've got old mate in the ISB who's like, uh, yeah, watch your back. And I thought, oh, yeah, oh, there is so much back. It, it, whether you're in the rebellion, whether you are somewhere in the middle, whether you're in the empire, there's backstabbing going on wherever. Yeah. And that's where this is a thriller. This really, really is a thriller. And I, I think another thought that I did have, mate, is. This episode, for whatever for whatever reason, I think for a few reasons, but I think it was more 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 of a feeling. This felt mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, hang on, this 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 is written by the same dude who did the Bourne films. This one, this yeah. episode, I was like, yeah, this is very like the Bourne identity, Bourne supremacy, Bourne ultimatum, where there's a lot of threads going on. You're not sure who you yep. can trust. You're not a hundred percent sure where this is going. And that's how I feel. And I think that's why I said earlier, you know, I'm desperate to see where this goes to watch the next episode because I'm not entirely sure where it's going now. I, I don't know. I have no clue. Um, With the beginning of the other arcs, hmm. you kind of did. You kind of did. But yeah, um, they're going to get, they're going to break Keith out of prison. Someone, somehow or somehow is going to get Keith slash Cassian out of prison. Because remember, that's the, that's the clever part as well. When his docs are scanned, He's, his name is Keith. I can't remember his surname. It was like Quirgos or something. So it's not Cassian Andor. So they were Cassian Andor. So they won't be able to look for Cassian on there. They'll just somebody will find out he's there somehow. I'm guessing it'll be Luthan or, or one of his minions will find out. So there's going to be a jailbreak. Is that where the K2 unit comes into it? The KX unit, maybe. Um, but then of course you're looking at Luthan and Mothma and what they're doing. I'm so excited to see where their story goes because now we know Mothma is setting up the network in her own way. Luthan too. We haven't seen Saw Guerrero actually. That's the that's mm. the big thing we haven't seen. We haven't mm. seen Saw, so maybe right. he's going to get Cassian out of jail. But um, that's the end of there. So Cassian. So we've got to get Saw Guerrero. They've got to get Cassian out of prison. Other than that, mate, I I really don't know. And we're gonna. But, but I I like that. I'm excited to know that when I don't know what's coming. And we're going to get more of this ISB. Uh, political stuff and there's a great shot of Dedra right at the beginning of the episode where usually you have a shot of like the hero or the baddie when they're getting ready in the morning they're tooling up they're getting their clothes on they're getting ready they get their blaster they get their weapon she she tools up but she grabs her tablet her tablet of information is her weapon and I thought that was such a well conceived shot and the way they framed that was so so cool um, and that's when they find out they're invoking the pawed 
public order sentencing directive, you know, that we're going to tax people five times the amount of money that was stolen from Aldani if we find out they're helping these rebels. Yeah. Um, Palpatine yeah. mentioned. But then later on, when she's having it out with Blevin, I love, I written it, it felt like Hux and Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens and that where they're sniping at each other. But we get that one shot of her, one scene of her where she goes to her, her fella who's called Felzoni, who's kipping on the job. He's asleep. And she's like, mate, I need you to pull up this info basically for the last two years. Lots of it. And he's like, oh, what system? She's like, all of them. Every star system is confidential. She's <laughs> being naughty because she shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, like, all yeah. of them. She's being naughty because she shouldn't be doing that. And Blevin is like, mm. ooh, ooh, mister, she's been very naughty doing what she shouldn't. And actually, the the Empire are changing tact now. The ISB are like, do you know what? If we were all like dead during this moment and you know doing our own thing, maybe we'd get things done a little bit differently. It's kind of like semi-praise. He's not saying, let's break the rules, but... They, they, this series is kind of saying that the Empire won't adapt. They're very rigid, they're very strict, they're very dogmatic in their way. Here, though, they're like, no, we'll adapt, actually. We're going to do things that maybe we yeah. don't always do. because, But in doing that, Deirdre's found hard evidence that there is rebel activity now and there's linkages to rebel cells, which they wouldn't have found otherwise. So she gets more Lana assigned to her. And then, yeah, watch your back because our boy, our boy part of Gaz, our mate, he might be the boss, but he knows like he knows people like Blevin are out to take her down. So I love that whole thing, dude. Well, you're seeing a whole chain of sequences, right? You're seeing a, a, an extreme situation resulting in an extreme outcome, and you and, and it just goes on and on, which then in turn yep. creates an extreme situation, and then an extreme outcome, and that's what escalates, right? That's effectively what breaks out into war. Let's call it. Whoa. And that's where oh saw like you said, yeah, I can't believe I forgot old Saw. Oh uh oh big boy, he's he's gonna be in this. So God, I can't wait to see him. Yeah. Maybe that is maybe it's something to do with the breakout for, of, of of prison for, I think so. for I think Cassian. So. That might be pretty cool. Um and that might mirror a little bit what happens with Jin in Rogue One, which is pretty pretty tasty like a little nod to rogue one we all love a bit of rogue one yeah yeah Yeah. love it love it this this whole thing and again the the series uh the the series the episode ends where we start off and then we're we're back with syrup oh syrup karen again and syrup he's just on his (laughs) computer mate he's just on his computer like turning some dials you know, playing with the dial a little bit, and he's like, "Right, where? What am I doing?" Uh, and you're thinking, oh, oh, mate. "Oh, mate, look at the." And we see an office, mate, boy. We see an office, a yep. huge, huge <laughs> office, and Open it's like plan. you sit there and you, th- you sit here, yeah. You think you're in a galaxy far, far away, and you're working in an office like that, like. Oh, but that's a bit like living on Earth, I suppose, isn't it? You know, you, yes. we live on this beautiful <laughs> earth with so many different things, and yet you you work in an office. It's oh mate, how soul destroying can that be? Pod at work doing fuel much purity de- as as yeah, your job. De- there we go, there we go, there we go. And that, that it very felt much very Terry Gilliam job, to but. me. Is it had a very kind of Gilliam feel? Anyone who's seen his films will understand. It's just kind of almost like absurd look at dystopian futures and that a film we did called Brazil, which I actually think is a bit pap but um most people seem to like it but it gave me a very very real feeling of that especially with those kind of hard cuts at the end where it's you know like you said he's 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 um 
he's fiddling about with the buttons and then it has a hard yeah. cut out with a little bit further, and then another hard cut and we're getting further and it ends with one more hard cut to kind of, pr- to kind of show that this is the world now. It is so uniform. Everybody is the same. It is, it is, it's just kind of like oppressive, bleak, depressive, dystopian future. This is what, this is Cyril's life now. He is no different than anybody else who's lumped in. And interesting enough, the guy who interviews him at the beginning says, ask any of our lifetime employees. Some of these guys have been there for, for, the, for their entire life and they're never going to escape. I thought that yeah. was a very cool kind of almost throwaway line. But then that, that end scene kind of proves that once you're in it, you're stuck. But even in even that feels like it it could have been a nod to like something like THX eleven thirty eight right like George Lucas's so, yeah. do you know what I mean it is like baby film and it, to me that's just going this this show is so good it's so good yeah, I was going to so say what well, here we go I didn't even so yeah. Good. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Didn't even register there. Didn't even register there. But it's, it's, yeah. this show's so tremendous at exploring <laughs> these themes that isn't always apparent in Star Wars. Kind of like what you said. They're there. They're there. You know, like the TVs. They've always been there and it's obvious that they've been there. It's just that now you're actually seeing it explicitly. Yep. On the big, yeah. on, 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 on the, what do they call it? The silver screen, right? On the, on the, the, they call it on the small screen. They call it small screen, small screen. Yeah, and silver, silver screen, screen is the cinema. cinema screen. Ah, oh, what's the gold screen? We, we, uh, uh, that's a posh person's TV. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. We saw it <laughs> originally on the silver screen and it looked good, didn't it, mate? Oh yeah, it looked beautiful. It looked beautiful. This whole series looks absolutely stunning. I think visually this might have been one of my favorite episodes because we got so much. We got different planets, numerous planets. We're back in Scotland or on Coruscant or Aldani, sorry. You know what I mean, Scotland. Is it? Uh hey. Coruscant, you've got the new place, Neom Sis or whatever it's called. Neomus. I can't I don't know if it's Neomus, Neomus. Something. Neomus. Um, you've got <laughs> it's like an anagram of Naomi or something. You've got you've got a bit of everything, and it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. The acting, everything about it, and I can't wait for next week. And how good is that? You got that's Keith. exactly what you no, want. No, that's that's what you, you want in it Keith, for, mate. for a guy. You got Keith, mate. You got Keith for a guy who was uh, nonplussed by Andor when it first announced, um, aka Master Blywalker. It is hearts. It warms my heart to hear you talking about it like this. We get we go back to. Um, McLaren HQ in Woking represent. We go back there for a little bit whilst um, Claire gets off of her transport to go and meet Vel. Um, yeah. And we get to see Bix again. It's Bix o'clock. He has, <laughs> Cassie oh, goes yeah. to see him. And he's got the most, he's got the most basic, like secret knock. It's literally dead, 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 dead. It's like, mate, that's so obvious to do. Um, and he's, yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of back and forward where she's obviously upset at him but also still mourning the fact that Tim with two M's got blasted. She got chained up and but whacked about beaten. Um, and the, her hometown is under Imperial oppression. And it's so cool to see like the way she's talking about him. She's like, but uh, it, I paraphrase, but your way of life stinks. Basically you lie, you cheat, you steal, you beg, you leave. And he's like, well, it, right. it wasn't for your crazy boyfriend, Tim with two M's. None of this would have happened. But it's another interesting character trait for Cassian because he goes back to see Bix and he's basically like, look, I'm going. You, got, you don't have to worry about me. 
And you can tell between the both of them, I don't really want this friendship or whatever it is between them to end, but they're too stubborn to say anything. But he gives her 12,000 credits to pay back the people that he owes. We're starting to see that beneath the person who will shoot you in the face without any hesitation is somebody who is, who's got a code to him. He owes people money. He could have kept that 12K and head for the hills, but he's paying back the people he owes, whether they're friends or companions, but he's doing the right thing in that moment. And I thought that was a very cool little character trait. Two questions. Two questions. Yes. Will Marva die this season? Ooh. And or, and or, oh, wink, and oi, or. Oi, uh, will Bix die this season? And Marva? little bonus, little bonus, mm. will we see Cassian's sister? Right, that is, they are loaded questions. Right, I'm going to be as mm. top level as I can. Marva, yes. I think we will because we have we've had we've now had our emotional moment where she basically says to Cassie and look you know I've never loved anything more than you and she picks up her cane and her blaster she is even said I'm too old for this I don't yeah, care anymore yeah. you know I'm not long of this galaxy basically and she grabs her blaster at the end she's ready to fight maybe it's in the Ferrix uprising which we probably will get seeing the guys with their right shields I think she will do um but it will be in a kind of like blaze of glory type thing she'll it will be a bit like um Oh, this is bad. I can't remember her name now from from Obi Wan Kenobi, where she blows herself up with the droid there um, to yeah, save Obi Wan. I know the one. I know the one. Of her. Yeah, Tala. yeah, yeah. Um, I think it'll be a bit like that. Bix. Again, it all depends on where they're going in season two because they've eventually got to make Cassian out to be a rebel captain. So they've got to get him away from that life eventually. But it's whether or not he he can dis- distance himself from people like Bix on his homeworld. I think she. Mm, ah, I don't know if she will or not. I, I don't think she will. I think Bix will stay alive because I think they'll keep her. I think they're going to have a shred of hope where you know, everyone else has died. Let's at least keep Bix alive. I think she'll stay alive, but she'll stay on Ferrix. Marva is not long of this galaxy, sadly. And um, I've forgotten the third question. Um, it was Marva, <laughs> Marva, Bix, and also a Cassian sister. Oh, yeah, I... I I believe actually that Marva's telling the truth. I don't think she's, I, th- I do think she's saying, look, or, or, or at least she thinks she's telling the truth. She, she, I think she genuinely believes that Cassian's sister is dead yeah, because of what happened on Kanar. So I don't think she's lying. Uh, I don't think we will. And I think that, I don't think we will. I think that's just going to be something that drives him on a bit like Saw Guerrera and his sister, who we know died in the Clone Wars. But I think it'll be kind of like mm. that where her memory can maybe spurs him on. That's part of the reason why he joins the fight because of what happened to his sister on Kanaru. But what about you then, mate? Marva, dead or alive? Bix, dead or alive? Cassian's sister, what's going in? Oh, I think Marva, dead. Bix, dead. <laughs> I think sister oh. alive. I think sister, sister. is alive. Ooh. Sister. And it plays into the whole theme of family, which is so integral to Star Wars, you know, and we, we, we've already seen some of that in Andor, but Andor hasn't, he's not like your typical family guy, is he? You know, he's not a Peter Griffin, is no. he? He's, he's, <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's a little bit of a, a lone like quagmire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this episode he, isn't he? Yeah, this yeah, episode he definitely is. is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. Super excited. Super excited, mate, to see what happens. Um, but there's a lot of things that could happen. Yeah, go on. What? What? what you yeah, no, I've just, I've got, I've, I've got one more note 
essentially okay. on the episode and it was a very small one but you mentioned stormtroopers they yeah they people have been saying how the x-wings were made to be sorry the tie fighters sorry tie fighters were very threatening because like the shark in jaws you didn't see them you just heard them and blah blah, blah. they made stormtroopers feel like a threat in this when yeah, cassian leaves bix and he's on ferrix and he sees those two troopers in a distance and he runs to hide and he's having flashbacks about claim but you, you kind of feel like the stormtroopers have a threat they don't feel like the ones who would miss you from you know two feet away like they do and everything else they feel like they you know blast you on sight and they're like, it's like the tie fighters they've added like an element of menace now to the empire which is down to good storytelling good framing uh and everything else they, they're good storytelling devices they're making these otherwise normal things a bit more menacing mate and that, that was just what i wanted to throw in yeah i uh i noticed that too i noticed that too when when cassin's hiding around the corner and you're hearing just footsteps yeah. And they go by, and even the clone troopers, like you're watching the clones and you're thinking, man, he, you know, this ain't the Clone Wars anymore, is it? This ain't like knowing all the clones by name and they've all got their own no. little funky haircuts. Nah, man, these are like, <laughs> th- these are real soldiers that yeah. are occupying occupiers you know that maybe it's not ne- necessarily they were the bad guys all along, but you know, now they're the bad guys you know and they were bred uh, for a purpose and all that yeah 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 absolutely absolutely Uh, and uh you know i'll be honest i had a little thought i had a little thought to myself and i was like i'm looking forward to seeing more on that transition between clone troopers and stormtroopers because when you see the clones cassian isn't like a young lad He's an he's nope. still like an older guy. He's got his he's pretty much got his like grown up manly features, <laughs> and yep. and so I'm looking forward to seeing more Bad Batch and looking at that idea of like phasing out the clones and bringing in all yep. of these volunteers. You know, going with numbers over efficiency. Even though we saw yeah, a lot of clone troopers, and, and 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 that was awesome to see, and it looked practical. It looked practical to see those yeah. literally marching clones. Fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Loved and, this episode. And they marched they marched in time as well. They was there was not a beat or foot out of place when they were marching. I noticed that. That was the most rhythmic march I've ever seen. Yeah, this was this was a very, very good episode, mate. Like I think we've both managed to say there. There was a lot to unpack. It, on top level, I get it. I do think people will look at it and say nothing's happening what's going on why what is this here for what a filler episode it's anything but you've all we've got to do is step back and just look at what's being said what's being told um and and, and the storylines that are now being opened to realize that this is anything but a filler or anything like that this is this was excellent like, it's like you said mate we've got new planets we've got new aliens we've got new characters we've got new motivations it's, it's, the filth just continues to flow mate and you know, star wars is built on hope on force you know jedi lightsabers to sith and all that but this just shows that it works for me uh personally speaking this works just as well without them you can't people asked whether solo would succeed because you know there wouldn't be any force or anything like that and this just goes to show that you can do a story without the kind of the foundations of star wars because it'll always star wars will always be jedi force and all that lightsabers but you can tell stories outside of that and they can be just as good if not better sometimes than than some of the others that's not a dig on solo solo had some very good moments in it when it came to the state of the galaxy and that but 
this just goes to show you, you you can do it, mate. And who knows what what arc eight, nine, and ten is going to be? Is it just going to be Keith in prison the whole time? Uh, we're going to get a bit sore. We're going to get a bit more espionage, mate. Are we going to get more Papa Palps mentions? I don't know, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> so top so excited. top level. I think I think we've 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 covered it pretty well. We've covered it really well. What top level? What are you hmm. thinking of this episode? And what what score would you get? Matt, give it, Matty boy. Obviously, you you measure things a bit differently to me. You measure out of Anders. I measure out Cassian of Anders. Ponder Babbers. So yep. give us give us a yep. little glimpse into what you'd give um, this episode, mate. Episode. Seven, seven of Andor announcements. Yeah. Episode one, nineteenth yep. um, of October, twenty twenty two. By the way, nineteenth of October, twenty twenty two. This is debut. We didn't say that up top, but oh well, you've you've heard it now. We said it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said it now. Nineteenth of October. Um, yeah, I think it's clear to everyone listening. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you're new, by the way, um, stick around. We've got lots of cool stuff coming. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode, mate. I really did. I think there was, and it was because. They offered so much without seemingly offering anything. You mentioned the P word, patience. It rewards your patience. And there's mm, so mm-hmm. much here, so much intelligent writing, so much fabulous acting, um, so many brilliant directions it's taken the show that you and I can't really decide where it's going. Hey, look, it might be obvious, but I don't know. There are there are things that need to be addressed. The prison break, Saw and Sinter, and of course what Mon's up to and that. But what where where they go next, I don't know what you know what the inciting are, i don't know but uh, yeah i've really enjoyed us mate surprisingly enjoyed us an awful lot considering i thought it was going to be a bit of a slow build up because it's an arc it ain't it's a standalone i am going to give this um i'm going to go fairly high on this one i'm going to give this one 8.3 cassian ander out of 10 cassian ander oh. so 8.3 cassian anders out of 10 because honestly it it sets so much up mate awesome very good what about you though mate you obviously deal in a totally different currency to me so what do you what again top level then and what's your score i i think it's hard to score this it's hard to score this um i want to do i want to cut upon the babber in half but i'm not sure if this <laughs> if, if it's quite there yet um you can do it there was so much goodness in this there was so much goodness in this in this episode. It's definitely an eight. It's definitely an eight Ponder Baba. I don't know if it's quite Yeah. Yeah, poor old Ponder. Yeah, mate. Um, <laughs> poor old Ponder. Poor old Ponder. Do you know what I noticed the other day? There was a Ponder I forget his his species name. What's his species the name? Aqualish. The, the, is he an Aqualish? Aqu- is that the Aqualish? Is it an Aqualish? I think he is. Again, I I'll find out again. We might throw it in our Star Wars cards here. Aqualish. Big boy um, yeah, 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 yeah. Aqualish. Right. Aqualish do have, they're meant to have these like mad hands. They're meant to have these like yes. hands that match their skin. In Book of Boba Fett, I was rewatching Book of Boba Fett the other day. Um, there was a, there's an Aqualish that, 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 that like they, they get blown up and they jump in the air and they've got like human hands. Hmm. I was like, no, you sh- what? Should I, mm-hmm. I'll try and find that. Yeah, find that because that annoys me in a, in a, in a, in a geeky way, not in a oh, I can't. I'm gonna yeah. lose sleep about. It. I was like, no, I'm not having that. What's even funnier though, mate, is I've just googled Ponder Baba, and if you look at his Wikipedia picture, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Ponder Baba, um, Wikipedia. It's just his Wikipedia. It's a 
is the canon section, not legends. Yeah. <laughs> just, why are they pick that picture? Why is he posed for this picture? Right. <laughs> why is he posed for that? I love it. I love it. Hello. He's just hello. I've I've just got my arm chopped off. I'm here. He's just I'm here standing to go there. on the doll. I'm here to go yeah, on the no, doll. He's it's like he's at the kebab shop with Keith on on night Noamis, what it's called. But he's just got one arm. He's just what's he doing? But uh, listen, well, I, I'm uh, gonna give I'm gonna give episode seven of Andor an eight out of ten. It's probably a little bit higher. It's 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 maybe. Uh, do you know what? I'll be generous. It's an eight point three. What did you get? An eight point four. I went eight point three as well. Uh, I'll give it you know? the same as you. Eight point three. Eight point three. Yeah, I'll give it eight point. That surprises me. I, yeah, yeah. Why? Not because I didn't think you'd What's... like it, but no, I thought I thought you were going to be um, a bit more conservative and say no. I'm going to go for a like a seven point eight for the anticipation of what's to come. But I'm very pleased that. Um, yeah. That big boy Babber has come out in force for this one. Nah, he's come out in force, mate. Guns and all. Guns and all, or, or just the one gun. It's been chopped off at the kebab shop, like you said. What an episode. <laughs> one what a show. Can't wait for more. Tony Gilroy, you're a legend. Uh, remind me of the director's name again. I'm so sorry. Benjamin Caron. Um, Caron. Ben- Benjamin Caron. What a legend. Yes. What a legend. Welcome to the Star Wars family. There we go, mate. There we go. Yep. Welcome, Benjamin. Stephen Schiff, the writer. Good job. And we're welcoming back Toby Haynes for the next three episodes. We're going to be back next week for another Andor recap. You know it. You love it. We love it. Everyone loves it. However, that is going to be that then for this week's Star Wars Sessions Andor recap. Do let us know what you thought of the episode of Andor as well. Let us know what you thought about our recaps. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are we talking rubbish or are we... You know, are we saying everything you thought as well? We certainly hope so. Let us know. Lukey Boy, where can the world find us online? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Drop us an email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co dot uk and don't forget about the patreon guys patreon.com forward slash start war sessions two dollars a month gets you in it's spicy you get so much extra content it's great have a little look at that yes please do and if you want to support the show for free you can do by leaving us that five star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice including spotify and thank you to everyone who has been doing that so yeah give us give us some um, look at that pink mug give us your, your rating and review love it. and we'd love it were you talking about my face or the mug both. that i'm holding both, both look mugs. at that pink mug yeah oh, oh. <laughs> he's so white he's so pale <laughs> uh what's the next bit i don't know i've, I've I don't know. I forgot, I forgot my notes but um yeah, yeah tell all your <laughs> tell friends all that's your- it yeah Tell all your friends, tell all your Ewoks, Ew. tell all your friends, your family, tell your mum, tell your dad, tell, yeah, the friends. Oh, tell tell everyone the more the merrier of the castle, spicy. Ah. Oh, mate. Uh, tell Keith on Space Magaloof that this is the <laughs> podcast you're looking for. <laughs> so until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. I, I, wo- I went to school with a guy called jack i'm not going to say his second name but he was like as soon as i'm 18 geese i'm going magaloof and that's all that's all he'd do we're in like year 10 this kid was like 15 
and that's all that was his goal in life to go to Magaloof. That's it. But what do you so, what do you do when you've peaked after Magaloof? Yeah. Oh that's to that's the nickname people call Magaloof, to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> quickly get quickly get Loof in. So, uh, in the UK yeah. that's uh, right, let's shut up. Cheers. See you, see you next week. <laughs>